0: Seekers to God Beyond the Bible, the podcast by Seekers for Seekers. Now, today is our ninth episode, and before we get started, have we got any shout-outs we need to do?
1: Yeah, we need to do a shout-out to Blake in Arkansas. He never misses an episode. Wow,
0: that's right. Yeah, thanks, Blake. Cool. Good to know that. And another shout-out to Donna. She's always commenting and sending stuff in to us, and, and that's just really, really neat. I want to say thanks to the folks who like what we do and support us by listening and even their unsolicited financial help. You're not going to hear us get on here and beg for money for people. No. God takes care of this. He, he does this. But thanks for you folks who just want to be a little part of it and and, and, and whatever way you feel led, yes. that's that's cool. That's all cool. Uh, remember, you can find us at where, Tabby?
2: Godbeyondthebible.com. We're on Facebook. You can search God Beyond the Bible. But we're on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts.
1: Yes. And we are on Alexa now. If you have an Amazon Alexa, you Don't can have a clue. <laughs> you can say Alexa, play God Beyond the Bible and we'll come right up.
0: Does she take Siri's place?
1: Actually you can ask Siri the same question and she'll answer too.
0: Okay. I, I just find it easy for us old guys, just tap in type in GodBeyondTheBible.com, dot God beyond the Bible all one word lowercase.com. Our webpage will come up and there's episodes and you just click on episodes and it'll show you how many has been released. Okay, now keep in mind we realize the subject matter we dive into is up for debate. It probably always has been and always will be topics for debate. However, our goal is to present evidence of the possibility of the existence of these things that challenge our conventional Christian culture and thinking and, and, and then be open-minded and use discernment to decide what we think or what we believe about these things. Uh, I believe that a true person's faith is always evolving. I think it's always an evolution and always moving. Uh, Now, if you're not comfortable thinking and seeking truth outside the Bible, that's okay, too. If listening causes you to get angry and respond with hateful, angry words, well, it just might be that there's just the least amount of insecurity in your own faith. And I know I'm going to get some comments on that, but I'm just saying... You know, we don't have to be ugly and hateful. Uh, whoever yells the loudest is not the person that's right.
2: Exactly. Well, and I'm, I'm going to jump in because I've always, I used to be one of those people. I Good knew jumping. what I believed and that was. So if
0: you got louder than everybody yeah. else, you won. You were When right. I
2: took the step back though and realized that. How I learned what I learned. Did I learn it from reading the Bible myself and coming to that, or did I learn it through to tradition and being passed down to me? Well, and that made a big difference. Well, we know
0: that the Bible's already been read for us before we get big enough to read it, especially if you grew up in church, Christian family, Sunday school, all of that, Bible school. And they already told you what everything means right. before you ever read it for yourself. And uh, uh, let's just leave that at that. God's bigger than anything we can imagine. He's big. and our He's bigger than anything we can imagine in our finite minds. And I believe we're all going to be blown away by just how big and loving our Creator is when we get the opportunity to finally meet Him and see Him. Uh, With that said, on with today's episode.
1: Yep, and this is episode 9. And today we're going to be discussing were Adam and Eve alone on earth when God made them? And here in segment 1 specifically, our question is, were the man and woman created on the sixth day, Adam and Eve.
0: Now, is that our topic or our topus? <laughs> my, my outline says the topus for today. Uh, i, I got to say, the outline, guy typed this in a hurry, and that was me, and I was getting behind. And uh, so I, I was coming down to the deadline on this episode. So uh, I knew what it was going to be and knew it would not be hard for me to do because these are things I ponder. But anyway, in our first episode of God Beyond the Bible, we pondered the possibility of Genesis 1-1 being the beginning of earth, the heavens and the earth, and a lot of time elapsing in events occurring between Genesis 1-1 and 1-2 where it says the earth was void and without form. Now, if you haven't listened to episode one, we encourage you to do so. It would be good if you listened to it before we, you hear this episode or any of the other episodes. Yes. Oh, please go back and listen to episode one. Uh, and it might be a good idea to listen to it again anyway. Is just a segue into this episode, but otherwise, go back and, and pick up on that again. I don't know about you. I can't just hear something once and then I'm good with it. I've got it all, you know, down. So uh, we're going to begin this episode with the question, what was it? Were the man and woman created on the sixth day? I'm going to call these the sixth day people, okay. the sixth day people. Were they Adam and Eve, or is it possible this was a general statement of an earlier creation of mankind and Adam and Eve came much later and they were a special creation of God? Let's begin in Genesis 1, 26. This is what we're talking about. Then God said, let us make man, and that word there I understand was human beings, humanity, in our image to be like us. They will reign over the sea, the birds in the air, the livestock, all the wild animals on earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground, lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. <laughs> so God created human beings in his own image, and the image of God created he them. Male and female created he them. And in between verses 27 and 31 of Genesis uh, 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 chapter 1, God blessed them, said, Be fruitful, multiply, have dominion over all the animals, over all the earth. But look at verse 31. Then God looked over all that he had made and saw that it was very good. And the evening passed, and the morning came, marking the sixth day. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Okay, the first difficulty we encounter with the idea of this six-day humanity is of being Adam and Eve is that they were both made in the same 24-hour period. That's what that suggests, right? Yes. The evening and the morning. And we read in chapter two, chapter 2 of Genesis, verses 10 through 23, that Adam seemed to have spent a great deal of time between being made and Eve being made. Uh, When we read these verses, we find that God brought up all the animals of creation before Adam and let him give them all names. During this task of naming each type of animal, Adam observed that each of the animals had mates and indicates he felt lonely being the only one of his own species type. God causes a sleep to fall on Adam, removes a rib, and from it he forms Eve, a help suitable for Adam. And then in verse 23 of chapter 2, a lot of people let this slide by, Adam says, At last... Adam exclaimed, this is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She will be called the woman because she's taken from man. Now, I've encountered three typical explanations, and there may be others. You guys may have something else you want to add. Am I running off and leaving you here? No, keep
1: going. Okay,
0: all right. Uh, I've encountered three explanations for the, for for the what seems to be two different, a uh, separate creation for Adam than it was for the, the six-day creation. Uh, the first is simply that all these events of Adam being formed, all the species of animals being brought before him, being named, Adam gets lonely, God puts him into sleep, removes a rib, makes a woman, it's all one day. That's all the sixth day.
2: That's quite a day.
0: That's a big day. <laughs> yes. The the second is that the days were not 24 hours at that time. And everybody says, you remember the Bible says Peter wasn't in the years as a thousand days, and a thousand. Or a day is as, as a thousand years, and a thousand years as a day. The third, the humanity. Is this the third explanation? The humanity, the human beings, mankind mentioned in Genesis 126 were actually a different people that were on earth prior to Adam, possibly thousands of years. And they were well established at the time Adam was formed and placed in the garden. Now let's look at these three explanations. Remember the first? It all happened in one day. It was all 24 yes. hours, it all happened on the sixth day. This explanation uh, that all occurred uh, with Adam took place in a single 24hour day just isn't plausible. Not only time-wise, but the comment Adam made about the woman God presented him in Genesis 2.23. At last, he said, finally. That was really what that meant, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Finally. And it seems to indicate that if this was all in one 24-hour day, Adam was a really impatient guy. Yeah. And uh, more likely... Uh, it's more likely that Adam had anticipated this moment for a long period of time, much more than a 24-hour single day.
1: Well, I think even the most impatient of us would have hard time to really miss not having a spouse in a 24-hour period where you're busy naming animals. I was going
2: to say, it wasn't just like he was sitting there.
1: Exactly. Yeah, he, he
0: had a busy day. Okay, this, now what was the second explanation? The days weren't 24 hours. Right. Okay, let's talk about this. The explanation that the days were not actual 24-hour days at this point in time is not really plausible for one reason. In Genesis 1.14, God said, Let two great lights appear in the sky to separate the day from night. Let them be signs to mark the seasons, the days, and years. And it's clear that this is the sun and the moon. And at this point, time actually began to be marked and it began to be monitored. This was the fourth day. Now, one might presume that the three days prior to this might possibly be longer than 24 hours, but it seems pretty clear that as of the fourth day, we entered a 24-hour period. Mm -hmm. And if this didn't begin the 24-hour day when the sun and moon got in place, then when did it begin? And if the days were longer than 24 hours after that, was it due to the Earth rotating much slower?
1: I think at the time, I think by the fourth day for sure, that all of the laws of physics were already set into motion. When he put the sun and the moon in the sky and the stars, I don't think he was holding it all together by force of will anymore. He'd no, already it's, set the laws.
0: Uh, it, just like the laws of gravity and everything else, and, and I think you're right. Let's talk about the third explanation. This third explanation seems to be the most logical and probable solution to the whole dilemma. This would explain why the humanity made on the sixth day were told to go out and take dominion over all the earth, be fruitful and multiply, and God seeming to have prepared this special environment for Adam. Remember? The garden. It said, and God prepared a special place. Mm -hmm. Right? He didn't just say, go out there and dominate the earth. It seems plausible that the special garden was to keep out intruders that existed already on earth outside the garden. And as far as we know, God didn't say to Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. In fact, it seems that Adam and Eve had no sexual contact before they were ejected from the garden. Where it said, then says, Adam knew his wife, and they had a son, and named him Cain.
1: It's actually really hard to do research on this topic, because all you get into are people telling you why there was only one creation of people. Yeah. But I was able to find a few different... Um, theories that have been out there for a very long time one of them is called Mm pre-atomism which claims that other humans existed before adam came on the scene right another is called co-atomism and it believes that several groups of adam were created around the world and that the reason the biblical narrative follows this particular adam was because he was the father of the jewish race and the third is an ancient Jewish tra- tradition that believed that Adam was the father of the Jews, while the races that were created outside the garden Gentiles. were the Gentile race. Gen-
0: and they were of this other creation. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, this explanation we talked about, that there were other people, that's where we're wanting to go today, that were there other people outside the garden where Adam and Eve, the only two, or were there already another, and I don't want to call them a race, another creation of people. Humanity outside the garden. Now, this explanation would also explain so much archaeological archaeological evidence that predates Adam's 6,000-year ancestry. The older I get, the more I understand that We must not get locked into a single way of thinking when it comes to what God has done or he will do. In our first episode, we pointed out how in the book of Revelation, we see the arrival of a new earth, once again, with nations and peoples. In the next segment, our most convincing evidence that Adam and Eve were not alone on earth when God made them and placed them in the garden.
2: All right, everybody, welcome back to God Beyond the Bible, the podcast created by seekers for seekers want to remind you that we love to hear from our listeners and we appreciate your interaction and comments even those we don't who don't share our point of view on the topics that we present we still love to hear from
0: you for sure
1: today we're discussing were adam and eve alone on the earth or were there other people outside the garden possibly the people called humanity created in genesis chapter 1 verse 26 on the sixth day in segment two Let's look at further evidence that there were other people already occupying the earth when Adam and Eve were ejected from the garden.
0: Yes, and we're going to move on to Genesis chapter 4. We've looked at Genesis 1 and 2 and, and just briefly, and we're going to look at chapter 4. This is where we find the account of Cain and Abel. As we know, for whatever reason, God rejects Cain's offering and accepts Abel's offering, which sets in motion the plan in Cain's mind to kill his younger brother, which he does. And then God comes to Cain asking where his brother is, and Cain gives the famous reply,
1: Should I know? Am I my brother's keeper? That's right.
0: how, how should I know? As the story goes, at this time, we have Adam and his wife, their two sons, Cain and Abel, and now Cain has mur- murdered Abel and he's about to receive his judgment and sentence for his act of murder on his brother. That sentence being uh, exiled from his family, who are residing somewhere just east of the garden, if I understand it right. I know there are some listening to this right now are saying, yeah, yeah, we know where this is going. Where did Cain get his wife? (laughs) Although that is a legitimate question that, when asked in the past, was met with disdain and finger-wagging along with the answer. The answer, well, that answer is simple. He married one of his sisters that were born to Adam and Eve. We just happened not to have any record. They weren't worth mentioning. And uh, I'm going to be honest with you. That's always been a problem for me. And obviously lots of other people through time. uh, But we're always shamed and kept into the traditional mindset by those who deem themselves authorities on the Bible and and religious matters. Wouldn't that still be an incestuous relationship?
1: It would, and I actually... The most common claim that I came across when doing my research was that the genetic rules didn't apply until God put the law into place. What, yeah.
0: until Moses?
2: Yes, yeah, some 2,500 oh, years later. Oh, goodness gracious,
0: people, use, use, <laughs> use, you listen, it would still be a incestuous relationship and... Wouldn't the offspring of such a relationship be affected in serious ways since the gene pool at that point, think about this, would be limited to just Adam and Eve? Now, you think about a, a product of an incestuous relationship today, it's drawn from a gene pool on both sides, grandparents, yes, all of that. Mm-hmm. Think about it. We've got Adam and Eve. We've got a single gene pool here to draw from, and that just don't, that, th- there's a problem there. But that's not the problem. Where would he get his wife? That's not what we're here to discuss. There's a much more serious problem with the idea that Adam and Eve were the only people on earth at the time of Cain's judgment and his exile. It's the elephant in the room that no one really wants to discuss. It's the question that arises from Cain's reply to God upon his sentence of exile. We'll pick up the story in Genesis 4.10 and read through 16 verse 10. But the Lord said, what have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Verse 11, now you're cursed and banished from the ground that has swallowed your brother's blood. Verse 12, no longer will that ground yield crops for you. No matter how hard you work, from now on you'll be homeless, a wanderer on earth. Verse 13, Cain replied, my punishment is too great for me to bear. Verse 14, you have banished me from the land and your presence. You have made me a homeless wanderer. Anyone who finds me will kill me. Verse 15, no, God says, for I will give a sevenfold punishment for anyone who kills you. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain to warn anyone who might try to kill him. And then verse 16, so Cain left the Lord's presence and settled in the land of Nod, east of Eden. And of course, it's in the land of Nod in the following verses that Cain knows his wife and they have children. Now, the quandary we have is not merely where did Cain get his wife. But who were the people that he was speaking of out there on earth that would kill him? And and if it was all just family of Adam and Eve, and Cain was the oldest, the firstborn, wouldn't he have known everyone out there?
1: I would think think so. (laughs) But actually, I found out that in the Islamic faith, Uh it's actually a really commonplace belief for them to believe that there was already a flourishing race of humans outside the garden.
0: It's not just, and I'm not just using logic here. It's, you know, it's it's it, it becomes fairy tale. If you don't, to me, if you don't understand, let me go on. It's clear, even to a child, that Cain was afraid of the unpredictable actions of whoever was out there. Right?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Here are the facts. Both Cain and the Lord acknowledged the existence of other people outside Cain's immediate family. Why do I say that? Because Cain said, they will kill me. Right. And what did the Lord say?
1: No, they won't.
0: I'll put a mark on you <laughs> so that they won't kill you. They were clearly genetically very near the type of human being that God had made Adam, since Cain was able. You know, I'm not. I don't think there were monkey people. No. no. Uh, uh, since Cain was able to produce children from his wife that he took from those people, they were intellectual enough to recognize the mark God put on Cain as a warning not to do harm to him. Right? Yes, they were. And they were fairly technologically advanced. Everybody's, uh, not everyone, we seem to miss this. We just get caught up in that and we miss the little things the Bible says. They were fairly technologically advanced. Since it was through Cain's offspring with these other people that music and metallurgy said they first would been instruments of mm-hmm. metal and instruments of mm-hmm. brass was introduced in the world, not to mention the domesticating of livestock. You can read all of that in Genesis four twenty through 22 the clear evidence of this other creation of humanity preceding Adam, most likely the male and female created on the sixth day recorded in Genesis 1, 31. Let me stop right there for a moment. I think it was males and females.
1: Mm-hmm. I think so. I don't
0: think it was a man and a woman. It said, oh, no, it says male and female created he, them. them. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's just talking about the two. No, 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 no. This may have been where people were dispersed all over. I know the Tower of Babel, people really got dispersed there, but, you know, there might have been a dispersion of this. This human race has been around a long time. So I think that uh, in Genesis uh, 1, through 31, if we'll accept it, might bring our modern scientific discover, discoveries and archaeological evidence and God as creator much closer together. Our 6,000-year-old Earth theory is based on Adam's documented bloodline in the Bible. But if Adam was a later creation than the six-day man, and I believe that the Bible itself gives overwhelming evidence of this fact, then those sixth day human beings could have predated Adam on Earth by any amount of time. Hundreds, thousands, or yes, millions of years.
1: And I want to throw in right here. This is where you have to keep in mind when you're reading the Old Testament. This is a history of the Jewish people, right. and Adam was the father of the Jewish people. So of course they give a very detailed account of him and follow his family. Through. His
0: genealogy and yes. all of that. But if you if you throw into the mix that there was already a well-established peoples out there on the mm-hmm. earth, technologically and every other way. Uh, then it makes a whole lot of more sense, doesn't it? And even and, and, and I think it's our narrow-mindedness that makes it well If fit if the science says that's just a bunch of... I remember talking to a guy, and he'll probably listen to this at some point, point. and I remember talking to him. He said, I used to watch those deals where it talked about men being you know thousands of years old, and this went back 100,000 years. And he said, I just shut the TV off because I was always taught, no, the earth is 6,000 years old, and there was nobody. Adam was the oldest man. Okay. As believers on God as creator we've driven the scientific world towards other theories such as evolution by insisting that the earth is a mere 6000 years old based on adam being the first and only human race now another human race outside adam does not make god any less god does it
1: no absolutely not
0: it makes him bigger and more creative than we've ever imagined let us repeat our stance the bible's not the sum of god the sum of god it is not a play-by-play detailed account of everything God's ever done through the annals of eternity past. It seems to me that if we could just get it through our heads that God doesn't need us to protect his reputation (laughs) and we would just let the evidence of creation and other genuine scientific discoveries just be what they are, we might just find that they're really not pointing in opposite directions at all.
1: Well, and the bigger we let our Creator be and the more we realize how much power he has in the universe! The more incredibly alive our faith becomes. Well, of
0: course, of course, it's. You know, I don't know why. I have no problem with the idea. It's clear to me that Adam and Eve were put in the garden to be protected. And look, they weren't given dominion over all the animals or anything that said go out and kill the animals and go out and fish and all. what did they What did they eat? Is it? Do you know what they ate? Fruit. fruit. They ate from trees. Everything they ate, God said, eat from the trees. The trees, you eat fruit from the trees. And that's what, And then we have the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So the reality is there was a whole world going on. And so what happened? What happened when God put them out of the garden? What did he do?
1: They were put out into this
2: world.
0: Well, and then what did he do to keep them from? He
2: put a flaming sword.
0: He right? put right? an angel there, mm-hmm. and a cherubim, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, yes. With a flaming sword that anyone who tried to enter in there, would be. I think the flaming sword and the cherubim was there all along. I think, but the whole idea is is that yes, Adam is a very special creation of God. Mm-hmm. I have no doubt. But that's where I always too. This link to the theory that another people out there. Some people read that where it says and the sons of God knew the daughters of men. Some people read that 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 was that other people out there. The sons of God were Adam's mm-hmm. race. And the daughters of men were that and you say, Well, but you've already talked about that and you've told us it was I'm just telling you for years and I'm still go back and forth on that was 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 that the that their their interaction with these other and of course this other race of people, this other group of people would have been wiped out in the flood, right? Yes. Pretty well. But we had to carry some of the genetics past the flood, and this is getting in a whole different thing. <laughs> but 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 you know, even though uh, Noah was clearly connected all the way back to Adam through his ancestry was his wife. And his That's sons right. clearly were, but their wife would their son his sons would have had some of the wife's genetics and then their children's genetics is probably how we carried the Nephilim or some of these giants on mm-hmm. through to the, the Goliaths. Yes. and all of that came through you know the genetics of those others. You guys got anything before I conclude here? Anything that needs to be said? I mean, this is a subject you've got to open your mind to be able to think about. It
1: is, and I'm going to butcher a name for everybody. Okay. But Isaac Pare. Okay. It's is that, D-E... Is that French? Yes. Okay. It's D-E-L-A-P-E-Y-R-E-R-E. In the 1600s, he presented something called the Gap Theory, which okay. follows right along these lines. And it sort of plays off of the ancient Jewish tradition that the Jews were Adam's race and the Gentiles were outside. But he sits down and he thought this through very carefully and did a lot of research and has some really interesting. So if you're wanting to learn more about this, I would suggest looking at some of his writings.
0: We can't just close our minds to the fact there's that one dogging question, who was Cain afraid of? Yes, and I'm not gonna buy. You're not gonna sell me a bill of goods that he was afraid of his own. Some of his own, of some of his own uh, siblings. No, it was his siblings. He was afraid of his. Si- he's gonna marry one of them. <laughs> yeah, but he's afraid of them. I, I'm not. You know, let's let's let God be a little bigger than that. We don't have to. Does it change who God is that He's created other? Humanity? No,
2: absolutely not. And and there's nothing wrong with asking these questions. There's nothing wrong wrong with talking about it. I had somebody tell me one time, "You don't question; you just believe." Well, if you never question, I I don't think you really grow.
0: What did God make us to question?
2: Absolutely. I
0: mean, we're in His image, right? Yes. So He knew we were going to wonder and ponder all these things, and and uh, I'm just I'm just saying, guys, uh, we we've got to open our minds a little broader than what we have that's what this that's what this whole podcast is about just open up your minds think about that ponder on this uh, or you can stop up your ears and like we did when we were kids and fingers and ears i'm not listening i'm not (laughs) listening i'm not when the sibling was talking to you we can anything else
1: i think that does it okay
0: may i conclude
1: you may go for it
0: i am convinced that the earth is much older than a mere six or seven thousand years old I believe that the findings of evidence of ancient civilizations is genuine. I think if we'll stop trying to fit our eternal God, the creator of all things, into our little time box, (laughs) the day will come, in fact, is upon us, when science and research will take us back to everything having a very sophisticated design. You're already hearing scientists say that now, right? Yes. You're hearing scientists talk about how there's design here folks there there's there's design. this is not random. This is design. And if there's a design, there must be what?
1: A designer
0: There has to be a designer. And again, all the topics we discuss on this podcast do not make do not diminish God or his son Jesus Christ no. at all, but it makes them much, much more remember. John closed his gospel with the statement that there was no way to record all that Jesus did in his short earthly stay. He said there wouldn't be enough paper, enough ink, or enough libraries to contain it. Do you think that might be said about God, too?
1: Absolutely.
0: So, my fellow seekers, until we meet again here on God Beyond the Bible, let God be as big as the universe itself. Don't let men who want to flaunt their self-proclaimed authority and desire to control the masses on spiritual matters keep you from seeking god beyond the bible god's grace and peace to you all
1: did you enjoy listening to god beyond the bible do you have an idea for an episode connect with us today visit our website at godbeyondthebible.com all one word or send us an email at email at godbeyondthebible.com or you can visit us on facebook Just type God Beyond the Bible into the search bar.